Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. <laughs> and how have you been doing, Larry? You know, doing pretty good. Um, uh, you know, I think we've talked about this off air, but October really knocked me for a loop. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. You know, and I think a lot of it to, had to do with our live stream um because that was a lot right and yeah you know because we kind of we kind of thought about doing it at at the last minute for us which is what two weeks and you know which you know looking back we should never do that again oh no we're gonna do it again no no the the live stream yeah but you know last minute (laughs) like that oh no you know (laughs) that wasn't our finest moment you know what? Actually, we pulled it off, and I'm super happy that we did. And even I, I don't know the outcome would be different if it was if we had a month. I think it would still be the same type of stuff. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it still went well. Oh yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. It, it went great. It went super great. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Hey. Uh, so I gotta ask you, and I don't know if this is a thing with you, but I like eggnog. Yeah, eggnog's cool. Okay. Let me, is it too soon for eggnog? I don't think so. Okay, good, good. Okay, good. Well, I got to talk about the problem I've been having, Larry. Oh, no. So, for some reason, now I had a problem with my laptop. of When I took where I had to take it, the guy was like, wow, this is a good laptop. I have an expensive gaming laptop that I use for editing movies. So yes. about a, maybe 10 days ago, I wake up and I, I always check my drives. You know, when I have to put stuff into editing software, I was about to edit the podcast. Uh-huh. And I noticed that my hard drive is almost full. It's like almost all red. And I'm like, I don't keep anything on my hard drive. Everything goes to my external. And it was going to slow it down. So I decided to, you know, do a a fresh install, factory reset. And Uh everything was working great. Editing was going well. Yes. And man, what was it? Like Friday, I want to say, maybe Thursday? Yes, yes. I go into Adobe, into um, Audition, and it sound. You heard it, right? What, the, the little... The sound. The echo, I let echo, you hear it. The hollow it's, thing. Yeah, it sounded hollow and echoey. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, YouTube videos worked fine. Then at one point, regular MP3s sounded hollow and bad. That's it so was strange. doing that in Premiere, in, a, in Audition... So then I tr- I thought okay I took it to Staples yeah. thirty dollars and three panic attacks later <laughs> nothing's fixed that we we were charged thirty dollars for the guy to do nothing. That's he great. He did everything he could. He tried updating my drivers. I come home, I call Adobe. I'm on the phone with them for almost two hours. They can't uh. figure it out. Now, I'm really depressed because, again, this is my livelihood. Right. So I I tried to cheer myself up thinking, hey, this can be fixed. You know, I buy a new game. I go to see Dr. Sleep. But, of course, (laughs) my mind still 
yeah. on the computer thing. Then I'm playing Dead Stranding. Awesome game, by the way. If yeah. you got a PS4, you need it. I'm playing the game, and I think I tried putting headphones into my laptop, wired headphones, mm -hmm. and the sound was still bad. Then I thought, you know what? Let me try something. I take my wireless headphones, my Bluetooth ones, I connect it, and everything with Adobe products is working perfect. Okay. that's So, so it's your speakers. No, because YouTube works fine. Regular wow, so MP3s strange. work fine. It's just <coughs> the stuff I use, you know, to make a living. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah that's so that, Just that, you know, just that yeah. doesn't work. I mean, so, you can't. And, how can you troubleshoot that? You can't. And now here's the thing. You know, sometimes Bluetooth stuff doesn't connect right away and you got to. So now when it's not connecting right away. I'm depressed again. My <laughs> knees are getting weak. Larry, it's depressed me so much. I haven't got any writing done. Really? Uh, I had, yeah, I had oh, to goodness. force myself to edit stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, man, then I get upset with myself that I let little things like this destroy yeah. me. Then I, I get know. depressed about that. <laughs> but but see look here's the thing okay so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the devil's advocate and i'm gonna say but you know look what you've done you've powered through it and you've come out on the other side and i mean i edited a podcast with a hollow horrible sound <laughs> because i knew the second i got it out of my expensive software that i pay a lot of money for every month that it would be okay so now I got to go out and buy an expensive pair of Bluetooth headphones yeah. or maybe Bluetooth speakers. I don't know. All I know is I remove Steam from my laptop that let me play, you know, cool computer games, not just console, because I want to get into streaming. And yeah. the, the guy told me, no, this had no effect on your computer. These two things. <laughs> Oh my God! So, but but you got okay. So, but you've kind of gotten used to it. You didn't really yeah. get it fixed because there's no. And so, if anybody out there in knows what's wrong, let me know what to do, please. You, yeah, you've yeah. got to leave. Like, get on our Instagram and DM us or something. It's something something podcast. So yeah, please let us know. Hey, and here's another thing. Talk talk just for a minute before we bring our guest on about your Twitch. Yeah, um, my Twitch is called Something Something Podcast Gaming. Nice. Um, I'm going to be going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights from 8 to 10. Okay. Um, by the time this comes up, I should be a few videos in. Cool, cool. Okay. Now, here's the thing. If you have Amazon Prime, you could subscribe to a Twitch channel for free. And it'll help me make a little money. And Sweet. if I get 30 followers right away, yeah. I can make money off the ads. So, oh, so yeah, wow. help, help a brother out. I'm going to be playing mainly horror games, some okay. not horror games, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, the only game that I like to play is soccer. You, you play football? soccer? Yeah, I got the new, I got FIFA 19 recently. Oh, dude, I'm going to have to join your Twitch, bro, and watch you I'm play. not going to be streaming that, though. Never mind. 
<laughs> but hey, Larry, speaking of sports. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. You know, so the baseball season just ended recently. And you got to rub it in my face who the Yankees lost to. <laughs> uh, now that got a kick out of our our guest. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Larry, I gotta say though, Washington is one of the greatest towns in oh, the world. Right. Virginia oh, is awesome, God. man. Uh. Uh, Can we just sing Baby Shark for the rest of the show? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, y'all are going to make me cry, man. Y'all are going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, we haven't even started, actually. We haven't even started with our interview, and it's already gotten awesome. Oh, uh, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are, our guest for this evening <clears throat> is he, he's a writer. He's a writer and he loves baseball. And the reason, <laughs> the reason he wrote a book about the Houston Astros. Um, and so let's just bring him on. And you kind of heard him already. Um, uh, David, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. You're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Mr. David Matthews. I forgot to say your last name. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Um, if, and but don't be alarmed. That happens all the time. I I must be. I've been li I've been listening to y'all. Y'all are crazy. So yeah, you know y'all are wild. I, I y'all have a lot of fun on this show, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. We absolutely. Thank you. So David. Hi, hi, Auntie Jody here with a helpful hint to get you through the holiday season. Tired of being told to be sensible? Why are you around these people anyway? Why not be sensible and remove yourself from their dull and dreary ways? And yes, at the holidays, there are so many people we see just once a year who want to rein us in. Don't let them, as they try to douse your personal fire with a bit of dull and sensible advice. Remember to always be true to who you are, without of course being rude to anyone, even though those who are telling you what to do are in fact rude. Okie dokie. And remember, you certainly can question authority. Just don't doubt Auntie J. Ta-ta for now. So, yes. and, and it's true that that you are a giant Astro fan. Is that correct? I would, uh, I would have to say that the addiction runs very, very deep. Yes. Nice. Nice. And, yes. and would it be safe to say that your new book is based around the Houston Astros. I I would say that the book very much is a love affair to that team, yes, but here's the thing about it. Is that obviously what we know with this book is that it is a work of total fiction. So there are no real players, coaches, managers, anything like that in this book. So, but yes, I love the Astros so much that I went out and created a whole bunch of different characters for this novel. And, um, you know, it... Uh, it is certainly, it has certainly done what I hoped it would do, and now that we are finally getting a little bit of attention with it, uh, that is also phenomenal. Uh, what's really funny about this book is that I started writing it 
Uh, the original one was written, the one that uh, is out right now was written in 2010. And obviously, as we know, the Astros are one of the worst baseball teams in <laughs> baseball during that time period. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, what could I do to uh, send a little love to this team in hopes that maybe, you know, uh, they might catch fire, you know, because uh, I'm a I'm a superstitious guy. And I'm thinking, you know, what if I wrote a book about him? And I'm like, if I write about the real guys, I will I will get my butt suit off. So I was like, you know, this has to be a work of complete fiction. <laughs> And uh, I tell you what, it, 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 you know, I've been writing for a very, very, very long time. And uh, this was probably the most exciting uh, and, and most invigorating story that, that I've ever put together, I think, at least in my mind. And what is the title of the book? It is called Texas Heat. Nice. And, and it is true. It's really hot in Texas. I it must... is unbearably hot in Texas, but right now we are suffering through about 28 degree cold outside. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah. we're loving it. Yes, yes. You know, when you were talking about, you know, writing the book, it reminded me of uh, both versions of the movie Fever Pitch, the one that came out in 97 about the Arsenal Football Club in England. And then the remake in, I think it was 2005, because, you know, when they were making that, the Red Sox were losing, you know, like they yes, always they used to do. But then <laughs> during the making of the movie, the Red Sox, you know, sold their souls to Satan and won the World Series <laughs> that year. So they, I'm from New Jersey, guys. So Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. Um, you know, uh, you know, I tell you, the. <laughs> okay, let me let me catch my breath here for a minute. Okay, so the Red Sox are an utterly brilliant franchise, but so are the New York Yankees. And what's really funny is to be a guy from the South, to be to be from the state of Texas, and where where my. <laughs> You know, my loyalties lie obviously with the Houston Astros, but my my two next favorite teams would have to be the Yankees and the Red Sox, and that that has to do with uh, obviously with their history. I mean, <laughs> the New York Yankees have more uh, more championships than God. It seems like World right. Series. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> there's a it's a long way to go before anybody even comes close to that. So you know, you are a lucky guy to. <laughs> To have that as your uh, to have that as your uh, as your favorite team, but here's the thing: the Astros in 2017 did it, and when they beat the Yankees in the ALCS that year, they, you know, they 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 hit that top spot. They they got the Commissioner's Trophy. This year, it was probably one of the most uh, depressing <laughs> depressing things that uh, I have uh, I've ever seen. You know, I'm a 44 year old guy. I've been around for a bit. I watched them come so close in 86, you know, watched them come close in 80, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a shame. It really is. And, uh, Washington just definitely outplayed them in this series. You know, it, it was just a matter of who was going to be hot and who wasn't. And the Astros offense just could not, could not come around. And that's a shame. Now, what about, are. what about, because as you're talking and all these cool, so as you as you and Eric are talking, 
I'm starting to think about all these, all the the baseball like movies in particular, right? Yes. Um, because there's all kinds of sports movies. And by the way, I just want to put out there, I love Tin Cup with Kevin Costner. Oh, I, I think like, that's a phenomenal film. <laughs> I think my favorite baseball movie is Bull Durham, because oh. now whenever I see the players <laughs> on the field. I yeah. honestly, I know they're having that conversation about what yep. to buy for the wedding. That's uh, Bull Durham. I would agree with you. I, I, you know, I mean, Bull Durham might very well probably be the the greatest baseball movie ever made. It, it's strangely enough, and and you know what's really funny is that I would put Texas Heat up there with that movie because okay. of the subject matter of of the book and and it, it, it's uh you know the book it, it's not just baseball um and bull durham the great thing about bull durham is that bull durham is not just baseball bull durham is the it's a love story and it really is it really is kind of uh an underlined uh you know love story and that's what uh that's what texas heat is it's uh you know it, it really <laughs> The best way to describe Texas Heat to you guys would be to say that Texas Heat is life. It, it, it's 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 you know what well, it, it's all the things that try to keep us down, and it's the dreams that we have, and it's the willingness and the ability to fight through all the hard crap and all the garbage that we have to go through on a daily basis to get to that point where we know what we are destined for. And uh, that's all Avery Harris is about. He's had absolute devastation happen to him in his life. And it's about a guy coming to terms with all of the sadness, all of the grief, but yet, you know, sustaining the ability to move forward and uh, keeping that drive alive to do exactly what it, what it is that he knew, he knows he was born to do. And that's exactly what he does. So Holy crap. More about the book. Like, what exactly is the story? The story is, so you've got a young man, and obviously, guys, I'm not going to give it all the way, but uh, well, you've, yeah, got, yeah, please yeah. Don't. you've got a, sto you got a story of a, of a young 18-year-old senior in high school who, after spending, you know, <laughs> pretty much his entire his life, life in, the, yeah. in, in, in Kansas, in the city of Kansas City, and, uh, you know, making a name for himself in the media out there and all over the country, uh, his uncle and his aunt and his cousin and himself, who he had gone to live with after uh, the death of his parents, they moved to the fictional town of Hesburgh, Texas, where he just becomes this lights-out pitcher during uh, a shortened winter ball season in Hesburgh, Texas. So winter ball is something that we do out here in Texas. It's a very popular thing baseball just continues basically throughout the entirety of the season uh through that throughout the entirety of the year in texas mm -hmm. so uh he joins late in the year he's coming in for that final last few months and joins the team walks on and um you know shows what he's got and becomes the number one draft pick with the abilities that he shows in a very short amount of time um, and uh, winds up getting himself involved with a uh, older woman, um, something that uh, he did not believe would happen. And uh, um, we just see we see the struggles of that, the will they, won't they. We see the struggles of will he be able to 
you know, basically keep his cool, keep his charm, keep his ability to be the man that everybody believes him to be once he becomes this massive star. So it's it's wow. this story of it's basically just a story of how baseball is a metaphor for life is the way I've always looked at that. Story. Amen to that. One hundred. I've that. always thought that. I love that, man. That and actually, just 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 by what you were talking about, just without explaining what the story was. I mean, just 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 that little dare I say pitch. <laughs> Get it? Because baseball. <laughs> never mind. But. Just from that little pitch alone, I mean, that is like absolutely amazing. Um, and and I'm and I mean, actually, dude, that is absolutely like life because it hits you from all sides, and you got to just keep going on. Yeah. yeah, if you if you don't have that ability, if you aren't strong enough to be able to pick yourself up off of the ground, dust yourself off, and say, okay, that hurt a little bit, but you're not going to knock me down completely, and that's just kind of been. You know, there are a lot of stories in this. There are a lot of things in my life that I have been through that 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 a lot of this story rings so true to me just because, you know, I've been I've been kicked down. I've been pushed down, beaten down. It doesn't matter what I've been, but I've always had support from the people that I need it from. And I've always had the ability to know just how strong I am and that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to be able to rise above it, defeat it. and We're going to be able to continue on. You know, that's all you need in life is people to believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's what this book is about. It's 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 uplifting. It's there's there's depressing, very sad moments in it. There are moments of just unbelievable excitement. Um, And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm I'm not I'm I had never played baseball professionally, played high school ball, played little league ball, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I never played professionally, so I haven't been behind the scenes. So, I like I said, this is a work of fiction and total fiction. And if I, you know, it's it's like, I don't know, the Twilight, the Harry Potter of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of the baseball world, as I like to put it, you know. And and the first book is done. I have a series of six books. I'm already on to the third now. Wow. Um, you know, guys, there's a there's a television series attached to this that I uh, yes. actually was the first thing that I started writing was the television series. And then I was like, well, you know, I, I, I had gotten some people interested in it. I have a high school in Houston that's willing let, to let me use their high school uh, for the first season, but I've wow. never been able to find anybody to get behind it, to really give the scripts a chance to read the pilot, to see what I've, to see what I've done. Yeah. And uh, the, the series is absolutely, uh, <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. It's uh, very hot and steamy. Um, it is it is one of those series that I believe that Hulu or Netflix would 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 drool over. Wow. You know, it, it almost sounds like I don't know if you guys follow the Mayans, like the Mayans, oh, yes. see, Sons of yes, Anarchy. Yes, I do. Dude, oh, that God, sounds like yes. an FX, FX show for sure, bro. Well, here's the thing. I would love to get Kurt Sutter on board with this, oh, but considering yeah. – Sadly, that FX just let him go, depressingly. He's looking for a job, so maybe. <laughs> I would, I would love to bring him, and we've got a role for his wife in this series too. Oh, so, dude, you know, we got a role for Katie Seagal. Katie yeah. Seagal is, Katie, if you're listening to this, you are the best mom in television history, hands down. Oh my God! If if she's listening to this, <laughs> I'm nervous now. 
Well, you know, I honest to God feel this is totally off subject. As soon as modern family ends, we are going to get married with grandchildren. Just throwing that out there. I I really do believe that 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 is her next project. I believe that's going to happen. Yes. Yes. So how long did it take you to write it, the first book? (laughs) You know, what's really crazy about it is it took me about four months. That's it. I, I... I, now, was that the first draft or the whole book? That was the first draft. I mean, I did uh, I did about maybe three or four rewrites. So I guess if you want to be technical about it, the whole process from writing to finish to getting it to uh, into, into, uh, into the the uh, production stage or the uh, the publishing stage, probably about six months. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. still amazing. That's a great term. The, th- the beautiful thing about this series is that going in, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I had, you know, like notebooks filled with notes and character names and who they were and what they meant to the story. And, and just, 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 you know, in high school, when I was in high school and they made us do all those outlines that we hated to do so much, <laughs> you actually, guys, kids, you actually wind up using that crap in real life. <laughs> Once college is over. So, um, yes, you pay attention. I've talked about that time and time again as a screenwriter. I live and die by my outlines. I do a paper and pen outline, then an index card outline, then another paper and pen outline. And before any of that, I do character bios. Because if you just go into writing something guns blazing, you're never gonna finish unless you're shakespeare maybe i don't know i you know i mean i don't know how that guy worked but uh but uh yeah if you don't if you don't have some semblance of of an outline or 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 just principal storyline going if you just sit down and try to start writing you're gonna be in a lot of trouble um now did you you study english in school or was just you know you're just a passionate guy and you just decided to go out and do it you know what's really funny well maybe not funny but from the moment that i was born my mom and dad began reading to me so you know i i was a very fast reader i think i was reading probably by the age of about four five by the age of by the age of 10 i was already writing poetry um and you know i just i it just it just it was just something that was very natural to me but then early on I was also an actor. I, you know, as as a small child to to a teenager to a young adult, that's what I did until you know finally I wasn't getting really any good parts that that really showed how far I could stretch or my real abilities or anything like that. And I decided, you know, I don't want to leave this completely, but I want out from in front of the camera. So I decided that behind the camera was the way to go, and so I started writing. And I really started writing hardcore. Uh, around my junior year of high school in 1993, that's when I started writing screenplay after screenplay after screenplay after teleplay after teleplay after teleplay after playwright after playwright after playwright. And, you know, when I couldn't get anywhere with my work and, you know, being in Houston, Texas in the early 90s and stuff like that, it, it, it was just difficult. I, I didn't know where to go. I had no idea where to go with any of my stuff. So I was just one of these things where I just sat back and, you know, wrote my stories out, or I wrote them out on my Mac, on my Mac, or you know, whatever. And and it it just there are stories that have just been sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, 
since my uh, early to late teens. And uh, it's something that uh, I desperately want my stories to get out. If there is one thing that we are lacking in this country, in our entertainment, it is originality. Oh, originality yeah. seems to have just gone straight out the damn window in this country. Uh, when it comes to film and television, I, I can I can name on one hand the most creative people out there right now. You know, I mean, I, I feel like there's about five really creative people out there who really work at trying to be original. And one of those people is my all time favorite, which is Quentin Tarantino. Um, uh, Tarantino is somebody that I have modeled a lot of my work after um, just because he's he's stunningly, beautifully awesome. Yeah. Um, And, you know, what you know, you read if you read the, the Texas Heat series, there is a lot of dastardly stuff that happens. There's actually quite a few deaths that happen in this series. And they're 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 very painful deaths and they're very rough deaths, but uh, some of them are actually kind of amusing in a, in a way, kind of the way that 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 Tarantino writes some of his scenes in his films, and it's just uh, you know it, it, Texas Heat is a dance. It's it's so fluid. Uh, you don't really fall away from the storyline. You fall in love with these characters. These characters bring to me something that I feel they will bring exactly the same to the audience that they bring to me. That my reader, what my readers will take away from this is exactly what I want them to take away from this. And this book is not just a sports book. Like I said, guys, I mean, women are going to like this. Men are going to like this. Teenagers are going to like this. You know, it's, it's one of those books that appeals to numerous generations. And that's what I was actually trying to do with it from the outset was to make sure that I had a book that could be picked up and read in a three or four day span, maybe even quicker if you're a fast wow. reader. And, you know, something that that keeps you into it, keeps you just drawn in from page one to the very last page of the story. And I think it does that. Well, now now I'm super intrigued because like you've 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 given us like a whole like pot of stew of what this thing yeah. is, and then you throw in Quentin Tarantino, and that that just kind of throws in like a lot of spice. So yeah. you know, th- there's one thing that that I love doing when we have writers and like people who have written. Um, would you? And I know like I didn't mention this at all, but would you be able to pick out like a piece of your book? And read a little bit of it. And uh yeah, just, sure. Just Let me give us like a little flavor of it. Yeah, sure. Let me run and uh, go grab it real quick, and I will do that. Cool. Hey, you know, guys, I got this thing right here. This is a little excerpt from the book that I'm gonna feed y'all real quick. And it goes like this: Just what I said, Avery. He tried to kill me. About three years ago, while I was in college, I met a man who I felt hung the moon for me. And for the first four months or so, it was perfect. It was around that fifth month that he began to act very strange. One night, while I was sleeping, he slipped a needle into my neck, knocking me unconscious. When I woke up, I was chained to a wall in the basement. The look on Avery's face was one of complete and utter shock. It wasn't too long after that I came, that, uh, that I came to, and this man came down and raped me, not just once, but for weeks, he raped and tortured me. After about three months surviving only on bread and water the entire time, he let me know that he was going to kill me. 
after several days of no food and feeling like I was going to die of dehydration and starvation, he came back to finish me off. Fortunately, somehow, I was still in some kind of shape and at that, at that time and had been able to loosen my hands just slightly. And when he came behind me, I swung my legs and got him square in the balls. Once he hit the floor, I was able to get myself free. I began pummeling him, beating him with anything that I could find. But before I knew it, another person had entered the room carrying a knife. When he came at me, I was able to sidestep, get out of his reach, but he was still able to get a shot to my ribs. Charlie raised her shirt up just slightly in order to show Avery what had happened. Jesus Christ, exclaimed Avery. So how in the hell did you get away? He asked in breathless anticipation. I started running and I didn't stop. Once I felt I had gotten far enough away, I had to figure out where the hell I was. Apparently they had drugged me so hard that they had been able to take me overseas to France, thinking that they would have an easier time killing me and disposing of my body. Avery was utterly mortified. Holy shit, Charlie, I'm so freaking sorry that that happened to you. How in the hell is this worthless bag of crap not behind bars, he added. There you go, guys. Wow. Uh, Very realistic dialogue. I love that. That's, uh, that's one of the things that I've always impressed upon myself is that when I write something, I try to write the way that, you know, that I would talk or that I think any human being would talk in a situation such as that. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another fantastic thing that I've taken a lot of just ideas on how they write, not the storylines or anything like that, but just how these guys write. And that is the first eight seasons of The Walking Dead, um, which I find to be probably the best eight seasons of television on TV, minus the entire series of Breaking Bad. Yeah. That is real dialogue. In Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead, that is what these people would say under those circumstances. This is that is not that is not a joke. That is in Breaking Bad. It, that that is such an intense an intense story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But intense. I can't. I watch a lot of really bad movies on Amazon Prime <laughs> that just encourage myself. And when I hear people go. I don't understand how something like this could have ever happened to us. It is so perplexing. When in real life, you would go, what the hell just happened? Exactly. I hate that with all my heart. When people write, you don't got to write in, you know, correct English when you're writing dialogue. You know, no. what the <laughs> hell happened is perfect. You don't got to go, I cannot believe the events that have led us to this moment. Oh, my God. I would put the book down if I saw that. I'm sorry, but I would put the book down if I saw that. You know, it's it's you know, I writing when you when people when writers write with real words, when they stop and they think about what would someone really say in this situation? What would someone really do in this situation? Then you have a great television show, you have a great movie, you have a great play, you have a great you have a great anything. You have a great book, you have a great article, you have whatever, but you know, write real, write real. Don't, don't be fake when you write. And that's one of the things that, you know, that I've noticed a lot lately with sitcoms, with these dramas that are coming on TV. I'm like, really? And I still don't have a job writing for, for some series. And I, and I still don't have one of my series on TV. You know, guys, I've got, I've got four different television series that the pilots are, ready and raring to go. I got a live action Batman television series 
that is mm-hmm. unlike any story anyone has ever seen in their life. Very um, cool. And it is all original. Nothing is taken from comic books. All I've done is take storylines from the mythology of Batman and um, storylines that have never been touched again. Yet I oh. still don't understand why they haven't been touched because there is some there is some untouched pure diamond gold crap waiting to be unleashed on this world and it's in this television series called the dark of night you know i've got the texas heat television series you know i got a television series called heroes and heroin which is the story about my life as honest as i'm willing to be about it um i i have you know i've got seven screenplays just sitting back waiting and you know but texas heat was the one that needed to come first. This story is is important, and it's and it's just so much fun, and it's so crazy, and it's so wild. And like I said, a, someone who loves to read is going to be able to pick up this book and read it in two or three days. It's a mm. fast read. It's a uh, you know from start to finish. It doesn't slow down, and. Um, by the end of it, you are going to be screaming because of the ending. Just losing your mind because of the ending, wanting to know exactly what happened. But I leave the book on a just on a note that that no one's gonna <laughs> that no one's gonna appreciate. So they're gonna have to buy the second book and find okay. out what happened. That's the way nice. to do it. Nice, That's what I'm nice. You. you know, I, actually, I wanted to uh, to congratulate you because. You know, yeah, when you were your... reading, yeah, oh, well, yeah, I mean, all your stuff, you know, that's, uh, well, let me finish. When, as you're reading, you you write very uh, image conscious, I think, because I yes. can see that all play out in my head. So good uh, good for you on that, and congratulations. Thank I don't you. know if many people can do it, although the other guy on the other line, the, the podcast host, he does it pretty good, too. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, but. Look, man. Even how... though my most successful thing has no real dialogue in it, I I know that is you know that is amazing. But that but that just speaks to all the imagery yeah. that you write. So that's good. Um, uh, first of all, David, I think you freaking need a manager and an agent. So what is how can how can because I hope hopefully no I don't hope I know somebody mm-hmm. is gonna be listening to this. And they're going to be looking for something that you have in your arsenal. What is the best way somebody could get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me just through my phone number, which is uh, it's 281-624-8939. You can also get get a hold of me through my uh, through my uh, email, which is David Matthews Writer at gmail.com and uh through my uh through my uh pr firm as well Perfect. which is okay yeah who uh who do is you guys it? have the information for the pr firm i i think we do and everything oh, okay. will be, we'll be under the, the description of this episode yeah and and probably what what we'll do is just do maybe just your pr firm because i don't okay. want a bunch hey, of creep good, because I don't want a bunch of creeps after you, man. Yeah, I'm going to edit out. I'm, hold on. I'm going to edit out your number. This I'm going to edit out this portion of the show, too. We yeah. don't want your phone number getting out there. So, Larry, yeah, okay. 
I'm going to give okay. another five, four, three, two, one, and then you begin with something else, okay? Okay, gotcha. You got it. I'll, I'll just give my email. Okay, yeah. Five, four. Yeah, you guys, they can, y'all can reach me at uh, davidmatthewswriter at gmail.com or through my PR firm. Perfect. Everything will be in the description. Um, and I tell you, man, I, I, I got to tell you, and if I if I'm being honest, which I gotta be, you're the what you were reading is is sounds <laughs> it sounds so much like a freaking Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine what the baseball part is like. But see, but see, that's the thing, is it's not it's it's about baseball, but it's not about baseball. And see, I think that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, um, yes. you know, because again, it's just like what you're saying about life. Baseball is life, and and really, let's let's face it, any kind of creative, uh, anything creative has to deal with life, because that's what we live, and that's what comes out of us. And so, yeah, um, man, I I tell you what, um, it, I I don't know your story per se, but just by talking to you tonight and listening to to your book and. And the imagery that you just put forth, it is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. um, where can where can people get the book? You guys can go to Amazon, um, and it is also on. Um, I you know what? I have to ask my wife a quick question. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on one second. Perfect. This is embarrassing. Uh, hold on. Hey, babe. Uh, people can purchase the book on Amazon and. Uh, Amazon, Amazon. Okay, that's it. Amazon, Amazon. Perfect. Perfect. So link yeah. to buy the book will be in the description, <laughs> and when the episode comes out, we'll tweet the Amazon link. Yes, yes. And when Sweet. when is when is the book coming out? The book has actually been out since December of last year. Perfect. And uh, guys, folks, come out. You know. I, Grab a copy, you know, you can get that electronic copy or you can order the actual book. Um, you know, it's uh, it is a very, very good book, folks. It is a really very interesting read that will have you guessing and will have you biting your nails and will have you probably wanting to kill the writer at the end of the book <laughs> uh, because of where I leave it off at. So, um, perfect, you know, perfect. I it's. It's one of those ones. It's for teens. It's for adults. It's for women. It's for men. It's for anybody that likes baseball and anybody that's interested in, you know, escaping their lives for for just a little while and and seeing the grief and the joy and the just the, the exaltation that some of these people go through uh, in in this 288 page book. I love it. I love it. Do you have? Now, are you just starting your PR campaign? Do you have any like uh, any book signings set up yet? Um, we we have a book signing, but we have not set up a date. It's Ooh. going to be okay. actually in uh, San Marcos, Texas. Awesome. Uh, but once I have those dates, I can certainly send those dates out to you guys and let yes. you just let you yeah, know. You know, Absolutely. I'm hoping that you know we're we're trying we're we're in hopes that Barnes and Noble will get wind and will decide to 
pick up the book and put it in store, but we will have to wait and see what happens with that. You so, know, um, I'm going to put this out there right now. Not only Barnes & Noble for the book, but Sony and Fox are going to oh, get yeah. into a bidding war for your movie. Oh, man, that would be, oh, my God. I don't know what I would do. I might. Well, no, I actually know what I would do. I would be able to make a great pilot, so that's that's what <laughs> right. I would do. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. Phenomenal pilot. Yes. Well, David, you look, man, whatever, whatever you've got to promote, whatever, if you like go on like a mini book tour, you got to come back on and you just got to yeah, give us like five, 10, open for 15 you. minutes of your time and we will talk to uh, you and we will get it out there. I would so absolutely love to do that, guys. Y'all have been great. And And by the way. I was just wondering, can you get your book on Kindle, right? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, you can so, buy the downloadable. Okay. So all you people, when he's in San Marcos, Texas, you can bring your Kindle and have him and Have him autograph it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's possible. All you got to do is put a blank sticker in back of it, and you can have authors sign it. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Well, David, man, I have had a blast tonight. Thank you for making yeah. my night. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on tonight, David. Again, the links to the ways to contact him will be in the description of this episode. And everybody, remember, be excellent to each other. <laughs>